Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. One of the things that was incredibly important for me in terms of bringing in the right team was to actually acknowledge that I and my business and Rasa deserve that. Today on episode 493 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the founder of Rasa Coffee, Lopa Vandermersch. I'm going to ask Lopa how she was able to conceive, launch, and grow Rasa in a short time while she had other stresses outside her business and much more. Find out more about Lopa along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Lopa, I want to tell you a little bit about how you can improve your lead conversion. Does your team say, we don't like to sell? Can you invest 30 minutes to improve your lead conversion rates? You can join a free weekly group coaching call with Sean McKay, the CEO of SiteHub, where he'll teach you how to get your non-sales staff to turn leads into appointments. Every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time, you can get your questions answered by lead conversion expert Sean McKay. You can get the details at smashingtheplateau.com slash sitehub. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash sitehub. Now let's welcome Lopa Vandermersch. Lopa is the founder and CEO of Rasa, the first coffee alternative to offer functional health benefits through adaptogenic herbs. Lopa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Lopa, why did you start Rasa? You know, I when I had my first son, I've got two tiny humans, uh, three and one. And when I had my first son, um, a few months after he was born, I was exhausted. And it's a time when most moms will get addicted to coffee if they aren't already. But I had some experience with Ayurveda and a lot of affinity for, you know, natural healing and alternative therapies and that sort of thing. And I knew that coffee wasn't going to solve the underlying issues. So I surveyed the coffee alternatives out there. I thought that, you know, of course there was going to be something that gave energy and had functional health benefits and helped to replenish those deep stores of energy, maybe even help me adapt to stress. And it just didn't exist. So um, I saw an opportunity and like an idiot, I started a business with a five-month-old. <laughs> Are you somebody who has been an entrepreneur for a long time? Is this, Or is this the first time that you did something entrepreneurial? This is the first time I have been in the at the helm of my own business. I've been in startup environments a lot. Um, I've been co-founders in startup environments, but I was never the one in those situations where the buck stopped with me. I got to rely on somebody else who was actually really steering the ship. So this is my first time, you know, really responsible for everything, picking up all the slack, you know, all of those things. Right. So you were looking for an alternative to coffee because you were exhausted as a new mother. Yeah. And so your solution was, A, you found the product that you thought could help and help solve the underlying issues as you just described it. And B, then you started a company, which I can't imagine wasn't stressful and didn't add to the sort of the, the sleeplessness and everything else that was going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It, like I said, like an idiot. <laughs> um, I'm honest about that. But the real truth is, so I got to, together with an herbalist friend of mine um, and she crafted the formula 
And it's packed with these herbs called adaptogens. And adaptogens genuinely are scientifically backed to help your body to adapt to stress. And so I swear that's the only reason I'm not insane right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's actually talk about the product first. Sure. And talk about adaptogens, particularly for anybody who doesn't know what they are or doesn't know how this how it works. Can you go into some detail a little bit? Sure, sure. So adaptogen, it's a class of herbs that help your body to adapt to stress. That's where the name came from. The term was coined in the 1960s by a Russian scientist who was studying the effects on Russian athletes and soldiers. And uh, however, they've been in use for hundreds, even thousands of years in Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. But that term adaptogens and that these specific actions on the body were really started to recognize in, in the 1960s. There are several criteria for, for something to be considered an adaptogen. One, it has to be uh, non-toxic and normal therapeutic doses. So safe for most people. It has to create a stress protect, be, be um, sorry, a non-specific state of resistance against a wide variety of stressors. So um, it's one, it's like, it's not going to focus on one particular organ in the body per se. It works on multiple pathways. It works bi-directionally um, and it has a normalizing effect on the body. That's number three. So it helps your body to maintain homeostasis, meaning if you need to be revved up a little bit, it's going to rev you up. If you, you need to be calmed down a little bit, it's going to calm you down. And they work on your body's stress resilience by strengthening your two main stress response systems, which is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, or HPA, and the sympathoadrenal system, SAS. Um, those are the two pathways that your body uses to communicate to your adrenals that you're under stress. And then your adrenals would have a cortisol release to, to deal with that stress. And they essentially, it's a little bit like exercise for those two systems. It strengthens them so you can handle higher stress loads with more ease and also come back to a more balanced state more quickly. So uh, we created a product that has seven adaptogens in it. It's a very holistic, balanced formula. Um, and I think that's important too. It's uh, Adaptogens are definitely trending in the wellness world. And there's a lot of people who go out and just buy a couple of jars of things and kind of play herbalist on their own. And um, I caution against that a little bit just because each herb does have its own, even though they all act in these similar ways, they all have their own personality and um, their own ways that they, they interact with the body. And so it's it's best to get something that's in a balanced formula or to work with an herbalist to create a formula specific to your needs. And in, in what form does the product come? So it's a, it's a loose, it's a coffee alternative. It technically would be like a tea, but we usually, we don't position it that way. That's very important to us from a business perspective, but um, it's brewed in most of the ways that you can brew coffee. So we often recommend a French press. It requires a 10 minute brew time. So um, something where you can be sure that it's getting enough of an extraction to extract all the stuff out of the herbs. So it comes in an eight ounce bag. Um, we also have one ounce bags as well. And uh, that's about 30 servings for the eight ounce bag. And yeah, and we have one version that's just the herbs. Uh, we have a 12 herb blend. We have another version that has cacao in it. Um, and another version that is 50% coffee. And so that you get a lot of synergies between the coffee and the herbs and the herbs help to balance out the, some of the side effects that can happen from coffee, from pH and jitters and just, you know, nervous system support and all of that. Yeah. That's our offering. Mm. Yeah. I was going to ask you what it tastes like. So, so I, I would imagine that it, that the, the product when it comes with coffee probably tastes close to coffee. Tastes like coffee. Yep. Yep. And then for the other two versions, what, are the, what does it taste like? 
So the cacao tastes like, it's sort of like a dark chocolate bar. So it's not like going to like hit you in the face with like, you know, it's not like a hot cocoa kind of flavor or anything, but um, it's a little bit more that sort of like nuanced the way you like would savor a dark chocolate bar kind of thing, those subtle flavors. And then the original is, it's dark, it's rich, it's roasty. We get a surprising amount of people that say it tastes just like coffee, but I personally don't think it tastes just like coffee. Um, and we're never going to add natural flavors or anything like that to make it taste more like coffee, but it's got a bitter edge. It's earthy. It's a little bit nutty. It's got a, a hint of cinnamon. And for many people, it scratches that itch of coffee. It's great with cream. And so, you know, we again, we have some people that say that they slip it to their partner and they don't know the difference. I'm always a little bit surprised by that. Um, it, I I think it has a bit of a taste of its own, but it's still uh, much more robust than tea and much more like coffee than tea. So that's an interesting concept, slipping it to your partner when your partner's under stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's um, it's something that you, you do need to take it daily to really notice those stress protective benefits. But that said, we get some people that, you know, just do it all the time or will add a little bit to their, their partner's coffee or whatever. And uh, yeah, we hear some funny stories about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously on Smashing the Plateau, we talk a lot about stress and stress-related issues because, as I'm sure you know, being an entrepreneur is not a lightweight profession. People no. t tend to have a lot of issues with trying to get all the things done in their lives that they're trying to get done and to try to get as many of them done as well as possible. Um, so stress is definitely a big issue. Stress uh, often leads to all kinds of negative results for entrepreneurs and finding some way to deal with it. As I said, it's something we talk about a lot. Um, you know, it, issues like trying to have a routine that includes meditation or uh, mm -hmm. physical activity and all kinds of methods of, of reducing stress. So this particular topic certainly, I think, resonates with lots of the themes that we talk about on Smashing the Plateau. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It gives me a special appreciation for the fact that my business is is, is genuinely focused around reducing stress. Um, and so I am, of course, benefiting from that. And uh, I've, I've been amazed. I have been amazed. It's, it's a lot to have two small children and a startup. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like in a way taking the product all the time. I know I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid here. Like I get that. Um, but we also hear from our customers all the time. But it just allows me to that, you know, and that, that, is it a poem? Um, except God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I feel like I have a lot more of that and, uh, but yet still have plenty of chutzpah to get stuff done and having the, uh, the adaptogens also give you energy. So, um, there's still a nice steady flow of consistent energy to get it all done. Yeah. Now Lopa, in your own work, do you also combine the, the products that you're using with other methodologies to help reduce your own stress? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I think breathing is maybe the most important one. I think when anytime you kind of spend more time doing things like meditation, that sort of thing, we're always reminded of the breath. And we're always reminded that the breath has this incredible capacity to actually regulate your nervous system. And then yet we so often forget to do that and forget to use it to its full capacity. So I think that's that's just an ongoing one. I just try and maintain what you could call like a second attention. So I have like an underlying awareness, you know, I'm focused on whatever I'm doing, but then I have this second layer of attention on my breath and trying to really breathe in my belly and use more of my lung capacity than I would if I wasn't being conscious about my breath. That's probably my, my number one go-to. 
Sounds sounds great. And Lopa, how has the the business development been going? Like, where are you in your process of building and growing Rasa? Yeah, so I hard launched Rasa last year, um, almost exactly a year ago, actually. And uh, my second son was a month old at that point, so idiot move number two. But there were so many things that I didn't expect to take so long that that put me in that position to have to do it at that point. And there was a lot of fits and starts and a lot of, you know, just doubting myself and doubting the business and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe it's us, maybe it's this. And so much of that actually came down to people and not having the right people as part of my team, not having the right contractors, et cetera. And once we started putting more of that into place, um, we're now in our high growth phase. So we've, we had some sales before, before the hard launch. Um, we've 20X since then. We've 5X in the last five months, 3X in the last three months. We're just, we're Xing. We're, we're in our X phase. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. We, we actually got to break even within eight months. And we've done that by um, keeping things really lean as much as we can. And at this point, we're in the process of adding staff to be able to support the scaling and also maintaining, you know, staying at break even to, as much as possible, which and there's a lot of a lot of reasons why we're able to do that um, in a in a, you know, for a CPG product, for a food product. Um, it's kind of unheard of to get to break even within eight months. So um, we're, we're grateful to have been able to smash that plateau. Yeah, congratulations. So Thank you're you. so you're not the first one to talk about the importance of having the right team. Mm, sure. Yeah, w- what are your secrets to to getting the right team and then working with your team to really in, engage them, help them succeed, help the company succeed, etc. Yeah. You know, I think I'll, I'll take maybe a different angle to that. I mean, maybe other people talk about this, for, but one of the things that was incredibly important for me in terms of bringing in the right team was to actually acknowledge that I and my business and Rasa deserve that. And I think there was a lot of doubt about, you know, myself and as an extension of the business and just feeling like not quite realizing the opportunity that we had and not fully believing that, you know, that I could have support, that other people could do it. You know, there was also an element of like, well, nobody else is going to do a good job, so I might as well. Um, And then me, you know, just picking up way too much slack and losing way too much sleep with that. Um, So yeah, it was a really uh, important recognition. And and some of that came from just some outside perspective of, of talking to people in the industry who are like, you've got an incredible opportunity here. Like, you know, like there's no reason that you shouldn't have top talent. And then also, you know, just really fully embodying that myself. Um, I feel like that made the way I started talking about the opportunity different and made the way that we started attracting and and seeking talent become much more part of it. Uh, For a key hire that we've just completed, we actually got a recruiter. And I feel like that is a really good idea for certain positions. Um, this was a higher level hire. So that was that was really important. Um, and then in terms of engaging everybody and, and getting everybody on board, one, having everybody drink the rasa um, feels really important so that they can also feel it in their own lives. So having people passionate about the product, I think, is a, is a really critical place to start. I was really inspired. Um, There's one quality that Steve Jobs would look for in his hires. And that was when he would hand somebody an Apple product, if they didn't light up 
with genuine enthusiasm, he would not hire them. And I read that just as we were starting some of this hiring process. And that was a really useful metric for me as well, just seeing people light up at the opportunity and and light up at what we're doing. And then I think, you know, there's there's just a really big element of like, once you get that right person in the door, trusting them and giving them ownership. We're really big on uh, Rasa being a choose your own adventure experience. And so, you know, if people want to scale with the company and, and grow incredibly into their careers and, and build their skills, you know, we want that for them. And so having having people have that idea of like it is an adventure and they do get to seize the day and make something of themselves and, you know, make an impact on the world. You know, I think all of that just kind of helps to keep the, um, you know, just things humming, humming at a good pace. So Lopa, here you are, I guess, close to three years since conceiving of the company, um, about a year in since hard launch. What is it that you dream to achieve with your business? It's a great question. I am very curious about a world where millions of people are either supplementing or replacing their coffee with herbs, um, particularly adaptogens. To me, coffee is, it's, it's a bit analogous to some of the things that are wrong about our culture today. And, and I, don't, I don't think coffee is the devil per se. I just think that some of the ways that we have used it, just in the same way, I don't say that, you know, think that our culture today is, is evil, but some of the ways that it is, is used and uses humans, I think is, is not optimal. But we often use coffee to override our body systems. We often use coffee to try and get more done than can be done. You know, I think, I think there's a lot of an analogies to, you know, just sort of some systemic issues there. And if people were to suppl- be supplementing Rasa with that at a scale of millions, I, I find that a really um, just sort of an interesting, what can we do with a culture shift there? What can we do if you could order a Rasa latte at say Starbucks? And, you know, we, we have a lot of a lot of vision. Um, there's definitely an opportunity for a sort of e-commerce lifestyle platform. And that's something that we're slowly starting to build out as well. All things that just align with that sort of vision of a more balanced and sort of holistic approach to energy so that you're energizing from within as opposed to an external source of energy that you could use to override your body's actual signals. So you know, we, we see, we see Rasa as definitely a hundred million dollar company. It's a question of if, if that's 100 or 300 or more. And, you know, it's just a matter of getting from, from point A to point B. Lopa, if it were 25 years from now and we were having the same kind of discussion on a podcast episode, assuming podcasts would still exist the, the way <laughs> they do now, what would you hope that we would have talked about? Mm, that's a fun question. Thank you. I'll give, let me give that a minute. Sure. Yeah. No, no. Um, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. And the way, the way that you are addressing what is a pretty systemic issue worldwide is quite remarkable. And, and the fact that you were able to do this with the initial conception right after your first child was born and then launch right after your second child was born really demonstrates the, the power of the product. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think in 25 years, I, w- I would hope that we would be talking about systemic shifts in culture um, and and the rising of of um, brand loyalty as a function of a lifestyle shift and how how we've been able to do that 
and how we've actually been able to measure some of the shifts in culture from that perspective. Sounds great. So Lopa, you mentioned Steve Jobs. What are some of your, your other inspirations in, in life and business? Mm, yeah, numerous, numerous. I always, um, you know, I, I'm winging it. <laughs> um, I feel like who who isn't? All, yeah, exactly. We all are to some extent, but I, I look around and, and I'm constantly awed. A few recent ones, you know, I, I look a lot in the wellness space because, you know, these are brands that have similar visions to ours and, and often are, are executing um, in similar paths and some similar markets. So a few um, inspirations for me, David Dave Canoli, uh, who's the founder of Organifi. They were on the like the n- number 134, I think, of the fastest growing companies in the in the country last year. Uh, Four Sigmatic is another brand that I look up to. Um, Taro is the founder of that. They've really created a new category, and that's something that I feel like we're doing as well, um, bringing adaptogens into a, a coffee experience. Um, and they have put mushrooms on the map, functional mushrooms, and uh, I think really done a really phenomenal job with that as well. So those those are two uh, founders, CEOs, and, and brands that I watch pretty closely. Amanda Chantal Bacon of Moon Juice is somebody else that I that I look to as well. Um, it's a, a bit of a different model and we're trying to be a, a lot more accessible than, than Moon Juice is. That's a, another brand that does adaptogens, but much more expensive. But still, she's she's managed to sell forty dollars forty dollar jars of of you know a very small amount of adaptogens um, to a very wide audience, and and I've been continuously impressed with her as well. Sounds great. And then uh, sort of bringing it closer in, whom do you know personally who has done a really remarkable job of smashing the plateau? Mm. Which might be in business, might not be in business, might be in the same industry, might not be in the same industry. Yeah. All right. Let me think about that for for just a second. All right. I'm just going to go with the first person that came to mind because that's usually the right answer. My husband and I are very into tea ceremony. That's another one of our daily practices to you know ground and reduce stress and all of that. And uh, we are actually so into tea that we have a tea teacher. Um, and our tea teacher is someone that I feel is, is genuinely smashing the plateau. Um, he's a monk. He doesn't touch money. His organization is a nonprofit. And um, he manages to do so much on so few resources and still just give so, so generously from his heart because of his passion for tea and because of, you know, he just has a real service orientation towards, you know, just wanting to uplift people and and give to them. And he's very quick to uh, pull himself off any pedestal that you put him on. He's genuinely humble. And for many, many reasons there, he's smashed a lot of plateaus for me. Yeah, great, great example. Lopa, if someone wants to go deeper with what you share today or learn more or access any resources that you might have, where would they go? We are rasa.com. That's R-A-S-A. And actually we've set up a discount code for your listeners. So if you use smashing the plateau, um, you'll get 20% off any Rasa product that's not already discounted. And then we're also on Instagram. That's our main social platform um, at We Are Rasa. Okay. So it's just a discount code that they need to use when they're on your site. Yep. Okay, great. Um, Thank you for offering that. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. It's been a great discussion about your own journey and what you've achieved in a really short amount of time with, with your own personal stresses at the same time. So thank you so much. Thank you, David. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. My guest today has been the founder of Rasa, Lopa Vandermersch. Thank you again, uh, Lopa, for joining us. Thank you. 
When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned how to launch and build a company in a short time with other stresses going on and much more. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.